Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. (laughs) I think I'm just going to sit here in silence. Hey, everyone. Oh, dear God. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Pray for us. Pray for us and our well, technology. Yeah. This uh, We always get into this. Like, I've been doing this type of stuff literally for over 25 years, and I have more problems with this than I've ever had in my entire career of technical issues. So, anyways, we are <laughs> blended life. I'm about to have a meltdown because everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and we're just going to talk about our blended families. It's kind of the theme, <laughs> at least in ours these days. So, what's tonight's topic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of unpredictable. You know, I think that, I don't know, we're going to see where the conversation goes. Okay, we've gotten in trouble with this before. No, but that's okay, because I feel like I shared with Facebook, I shared on Facebook my personal account on Abundant Life, but I feel like as 20, Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year, 2020. Um. Everyone's posting all this stuff about the new year, how excited they are and how ready they are and how determined and um, it's going to be a great year and 2019 was crap, but this year's better and I have (laughs) no feelings about this year. Yeah, right. I have no, I have no idea what to expect. I don't really have, I mean, the only resolutions I personally have, I don't even really do resolutions, but this year I hope... For good connections. Okay. But I feel like I always hope for good connections. It's really important to me. And then I really hope just to live a purposeful life. You know, whenever I pray about our marriage or I think about my life or what's what voids are in my life, it always goes back to wanting to help people, wanting to be purposeful, wanting to do something meaningful. I want to do something outside of the day-to-day grind you know, and I think that's what blended life is for me. So I'm super grateful that that happened. Well, the connections, the connections can come from blended life. And we always at the end of the podcast, do you hear a little buzz? I hear a little buzz. Nope. More I'm difficulties good. anyways. Um, I just hope sorry. we're recording. We are. Hi, Brooke. Hi. Hey, um, <laughs> so the connections can come from blended life. And at the end of our show, we always <clears throat> promote, you know, people um, chiming in and and writing and leaving those reviews. Um, but we seriously mean it. I mean, for instance, today we had a new, brand new listener. Her name is Cindy, um, write in and just tell us a little bit about her blended family. So I'd like to welcome Cindy to the channel. Hi, Cindy. And if you have any questions, but uh, any of you guys, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. If you are listening live on YouTube or Instagram, feel free to type in your questions, and we will do our best to answer. Now, we are not professionals. We are only professionals by living this day by day. Yeah, we come with a lot of different experience under our belt. Yeah. We're life professionals. (laughs) Don't discredit the crap we've been through. I'm trying not to cuss as much this year. Oh, there's a good, yeah. Anyways. (laughs) That probably won't last for, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be like most people's, like, like gym yeah. Resolutions or yeah. last a week or so. Yeah. But good. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. And if you guys even aren't listening on live, because a lot of most of our listeners actually don't listen to the live recording, you right. can always email or contact us via social media. If you have questions along the way as you're listening to our podcast or a point you would like to make or want to criticize something we have to say, <laughs> feel free. Um, we're not perfect by any means. Nope. So... 
that's kind of my thoughts on the new year. What are your thoughts on 2020? These stupid jokes on now we have to have 2020 vision. I see clearly now. I haven't seen any of those. Oh and I my love gosh. and I love the news. You want to hear something that's kind of wild? Thing. We are yeah. as close to 2050 as we are from 1990. Wow. Let that sink in. You're We're really old. old. Yes, I'm old. So do you have New Year's resolutions? I don't. I'm not a New Year's resolution kind of guy. I'm always like, every day you should try to do better. <laughs> oh, my god! You really should. Like, you always should. And, and not every day is going to be perfect. But I'm like, why are you going to start that on the first of the year? Like, all right, start it on the first of the month. Yeah. Well, I posted a blog last night all about change. And it was kind of to that point, like, everyone can better themselves every day of their life. You know, you can better yourself for your spouse, for your kids, for your family, for your employer. You know, nobody walks on water. Nobody has no room for growth. So and I think to your point, that is kind of it. Like resolutions are wonderful, but every day is a new opportunity. But also every day is a new struggle too, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> we're, right? We're no, full I mean, really, of just uh, Like the blended family lifestyle is... To, at least to me, is always a struggle. Now, you always, like I just got done saying, you always want to do better, and you're always trying to find ways, or at least I'm always trying to fi- find ways to do better, but I feel like it is always a struggle. There's always something new. You you leap one hurdle, and here comes the next, you know? And, you know, what's the old saying? One step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's constantly the blended family lifestyle. Now, some people just have that perfect blended family that just works perfectly. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> but in the real world... I believe world, nobody who tells me they have a perfect blended family. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's, it's not an easy not thing. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody on social media actually earlier today, commenting on posts and stuff, and I reminded them that like the word blend and blending is a verb, right? It's an action word. So... To say you have a blended family and it just stops there is kind of wrong. You know, blending a family is you're always blending. You're always adjusting. You're always growing and having new experiences and learning and changing. And it doesn't ever stop. And I think a lot of people get married and enter into a blended family thinking we're blended. So now it's magic and now we are, this is what we're doing now. And that's true, but you don't ever stop. We've gotten challenged with this in our therapy before. And it kind of bugged me. (laughs) Most things in therapy bug me. Which is funny because you (laughs) love therapy. I do. It challenges me. Oh, my gosh. I I like to grow. I like to change. I don't think that I'm never just content with who I am. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to slow down on the jokes. (laughs) I was about to make some. (laughs) But really, like that is, I I, right. I appreciate being pushed. I appreciate being better. I don't want to relive my past. I don't want to yeah, make the same mistakes again. I don't want to hurt people. It's only going to make our marriage stronger and our relationship. But better. anyway, so therapy. But so Anyways. our therapist was like, has told us, are you really blending your family? Or I want to, I want to challenge you. Is your family like blended are you and I'm like that's a forever process you know blending a family is in 10 years we're still going to be figuring it out right you don't just blend and you're blended and here we are but that hurdle will come when that hurdle comes I think she's more on the point of like are you guys aligning yourselves to I mean but that's you know that's a really hard thing and because when somebody is not part of a blended family life being empathetic to it and really understanding what that means. You can't, it's really hard to understand anything that you're not doing yourself, right? Like I can't, I think I've said this before, like I can't really empathize with a drug addict. I have no idea what it's like to be addicted to heroin. So for me to be like, this is what you need to do. And this is, you know, it's kind of like pompous. Hmm. So I feel like, so what about the doctors? You're we're blending. gonna go, we're gonna go back to your analogy here real quick. What Do about the doctors? You know how doctors? many people die in doctors' care? <laughs> so doctors are crocs, then you're telling me? No, what about I think someone you have educated. I don't. I don't. Th- I look. I think therapy and doctors 
point you in the right direction, but even you and your mom and doctors and stuff like that, right? Like they're there for guidance, but you make your choice when it comes to your body. If I'm, you don't want to so take to my mom and doctors, what happened? Because you, your mom and your mom and you don't really love doctors. Oh, and that's not the case at all. Not at all. I are, just don't. I don't like the doctor bills. I feel like if I if I get hurt bad enough that I need to go to the doctor, I'll go to the doctor. But I mean, if I get a gash across my face and I can stitch it up myself, I'm going to stitch it up myself. Right. Well, but like your mom <laughs> has found alternative stuff that works better for her than any doctor could ever do for her. Right. Is this going to be like a limitless plug here for <laughs> her? <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is, is that professionals don't. It are, aren't all knowing. Mm -hmm. Doctors aren't perfect. Doctors haven't walked every. They haven't had cancer and come back from it, most likely. Right. And so they are skilled, and they do possess knowledge, and they do learn from other people's trial and errors, right? Yeah. But I think that you make your own choice when it comes to your own bodies. Kind of like with what we're doing with Blended Life, we put out what we've learned from our life, and really, people have to decide how they're going to live in their own homes. Right. Maybe we just spark conversation or give something else to consider or whatever. But I think that's like also therapy, right? It just gives you, um, it serves as mediation. Mm -hmm. You behave better in therapy than you do when you're one-on-one -on -one with your spouse. Right. And it's kind of like a safety net. Truly, right? Yeah. I'm just laughing. I received one cent on PayPal right now. <laughs> I have no idea why. I just got paid one cent. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! We're going to dinner. Well, it's like a, such a squirrel <laughs> moment. Everything that we just said went out the window, and everyone's so confused. You can supersize tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> so random. I don't know. My life. Anyways. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But you know what? It's also kind of funny coming from you, though, because you're the one that's kind of, you're the big go to school, educational pusher, you know, go to college, you know, where I feel like that's where the doctors get their education from. And you feel like <laughs> it is? No, it absolutely is. No, well, I mean, obviously some of it's going <laughs> to come with experience though, is it not? Right. But to start out. Right. So why can't people go to school for blended families and just know, you know, just... like I'm going back to, I'm, I'm going back to the therapist thing. Like, so the yeah. therapist couldn't go to school and learn all about this and, and what it needs to look like and see it all and point us in the right direction. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm making arguments for some of our listeners because some are going to be like, well, I'm not in a blended family, but I know what it feels like. So anyways, what's our... <laughs> I'm so confused again. Are you? I really am. Okay. I just, my point. Leave a my, like if you're confused. My point to all that, why does this keep going on and off? Because I keep hitting the mouse. I'm sorry. Oh. It's part of our technical I'm just I'm just checking to make sure everything's working. We're great. Um, But I think that I just, my point was, was that the word blend and blending is a forever process. And you, there's no right. finish line. I agree. Your marriage is your starting gates, you know, and there's just, it's never ending. Yeah. You know, and when you're dead, your kids are still dealing with your blended family you made. So, dang, I don't know. So blend well. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep working at it. Yeah. You know. But anyway, so do you have any hopes for our family this year? Um, you know what i I really hope. I'm sorry, I'll stop touching that. <laughs> She's looking at the screen. It keeps. It's going. really distracting. I, I apologize. Um, I really hope that our family, um, blends a little faster than we have been i feel like we are learning new tricks and new tools um such as working with one another to create a better foundation for our family to be more of a blended family and i feel like you and i have been working on this stuff and are working on this stuff and i hope that our family just starts to feel more like that perfect blended family. Now, I know it will never be that, but I, I hope that it takes off some of the pressure from you and myself, you know, as far as having to accommodate. I, feel, I hope that it just starts feeling natural for us, you know, because I, I feel like we do have a lot of struggle when it comes to feeling like a normal blended family. Yeah, I think that's just because everyone has such different personalities. Right. We don't have shared interests. We don't have shared 
parent, we we are so we're we're so different across the board. You and I, our kids. I think that there's not a whole lot of overlap, and I think that's why we struggle so much because we don't have a lot to bond over. Right. You know. But finding those commonalities and uh, working towards that, and and kind of. I mean, learning a love language, I guess, is something for a husband and wife, but learning, you know, just kind of everyone's language, learning the kids' language, learning um, our stepkids' language, you know, and them learning their step-parents' language, right? And everyone just kind of relaxing a little bit more and just being like, all right, we're in this. We're staying in this. No one's going anywhere. Let's just enjoy it and make the best of it. And what happens, because I run into this a lot, a lot of people struggle in their blended families. A lot of people, I mean, for God, 10 million thousand reasons, right? <laughs> My hand was about to go up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think some of it, too, is just accepting it is what it is. Like, right. my son's personality is probably never going to change. Right. You know what, though? His personality has changed quite a bit over the time that I've known him. Yeah, he's grown up, and now he's a teenager. <laughs> so that's fun. But That's fun. <laughs> not wah, at all. Wah, wah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I just, I don't think you can force connections. I think that that has to happen. No, and we I'm, want that so bad. But I think that people in blended families struggle a lot because there's so many, there's so, like, we, we so wish it was different, right? We so wish it was different. We so wish it was better. We so wish people got along and connected. And we, so, in the midst of all this wishing, we're living in constant disappointment. You understand? <laughs> My right? hand's about to go up again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, do you understand, like, when you, you're sitting there wishing your wishing your family was right. different? But why why do we wish our family is different? Why do we wish for those connections to happen? Uh, why go read my blog? <laughs> it was genius. What's what's the what's Did the title it? of it? Did you read the blog? I have not yet. I I have. I must confess. Mm. But I know what it's titled. Someone's not getting laid tonight till they read the blog. <laughs> Where's that? Wah, wah, wah. Just kidding. I'm going to add that button. Care, yeah. I'm going to add that button. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But because we, <laughs> I think we are, we are creatures who are like survival of the fittest. We want to be the best. We want to be, we're competitive, right? We want to yeah. win at blended family life. Like we want yeah. betterment. Yeah. That's what drives us is because we, you know, people no, I, climb the corporate ladder because they want a better life. They want to make more money. They want... Right. You know, yeah, but what? But I feel like what we're doing, what everyone's doing, is getting in there and wishing that everyone got along better. You're wishing that your workplace was different, so you're coming in and you're trying to change the whole workplace. You're trying to to change Miss Sally, who sits at the front. About my work who now? Sits at the front desk. <laughs> no, Just we don't have kidding. a Miss Sally who sits oh. at the front desk, and you wish that she would change and be different. And so you fire her and hire someone that's better. Yeah. Or you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Rather than just accepting Miss Sally for who she is. Right. And learning to rather than change her. Right. Change our thoughts and just go, okay, I'm going to learn to get along with Miss Sally because she's a little different and she's a little strange. Gosh, if you would have read the blog, you I'm going to like been mind blown. I'm Everything <laughs> you're talking about is in there. Is it? Yeah. It's What's all about the title change. of this blog. Change. That's not the that's not the title. It is. The title go look is my at it. favorite saying. Yeah, people have to go and just get bait it. People have to go look at it to find out your saying. Oh my gosh. I think it's we're gonna make t shirts about it though. My favorite saying. Yeah, go check it out. Which I've gotten in trouble <laughs> in therapy for. <laughs> so Chantel has a question. Hi, Chantel. She says, I'm getting married in April to a man that has four kids with a woman who has not gotten over the relationship. That's not uncommon, not uncommon, just so you know. Here is the kicker. She left him for another man and is still with that man. She has told the kids that I broke up the family and they dislike me. My man is great. What can I do? You know what? Don't worry about that. Oh, <laughs> I threw out my own bad words today. Yeah. Um, you know what? Be, don't worry about her because what's going to happen is, you're, is she's going to end up coming between you guys if you let that be a thorn in your relationship, just forget she exists. Like she's going to tell the kids whatever she's going to tell the kids, no matter how it went down, she's going to tell the kids what she wants to tell them. So don't worry about that. Be the best person you can be for the kids, 
for your husband or soon to be husband. Just be the best you that you can be and just forget about her. Don't let her cause problems and bring that strife and issues into your household because what that does is that just allows her to get between you guys and separate you guys. And if she's going to be that toxic and do those type of things anyways, she's going to do what she's going to do. So don't let that affect your household. Well, and whose problem really is this to clean up? Yeah, not yours. It's your fiance's, right? The man. I don't even know if it's his problem. I mean, yeah, it's a bummer that he's got to deal with this, but I don't think he has anything he even needs to clean up. Well, here's what I mean by that. Okay. I mean that he's the one that needs to lay down the law, lay boundaries down and abide by them. You know, he should not be making you feel insecure or uncomfortable with any communication that's happening between them because they're going to always have to communicate. So, you know, you need to be really, really comfortable with that, okay with that, and okay with the conversations that they're having. You know, there should be no inappropriate anything between them um and he shouldn't be sending kissy faces or heart faces you know what (laughs) i mean no i know he needs to i think this is hit you need to defer to him you need to trust him and you need to stay out of it and you need to just be silent about it but support him in this don't give him issues for um communicating unless it's inappropriate unless it's inappropriate yeah now yeah that's right that's right but Help him be his teammate, you know, sit down with him and be like, hey, how are we going to work on this? You know, what are we going to do to figure this out? What are we going to do to not let her come between us and let him know how important he is to him, to you? You know, I mean, you said right here that he's great, you know, let him know that. And he should be also um, telling his children, obviously not allowing his children to think lies about you. You know, he should be counteracting. I mean, whatever lies that you can't control what the biological mom's going to tell her kids. You you simply can't. And I wouldn't spend nights up worrying about it or being sick about it. All you can do is live the truth out in your own home. And your fiance really needs to sit your children da- or his children down and let them know that that's not the case, if that's not the case. And um, just set the record straight. That's all you really can do. And it's going to be like, this is something that I tell people. If this is an issue now, it's probably going to always be some sort of issue. Um, It's not unnormal for people to feel guilt when they leave a marriage or break up a marriage. And, you know, they wish they can go back to the way it was, especially as you go down that road and you understand how hard. is always greener. Yeah, like when you go down that road and you understand how hard being a single parent is or how you're just trading one set of problems for another set of problems when you jump relationships or you get into blended life and that's really harder than you thought it was going to be. Um, it's natural to feel like, geez, I wish we could have just kept it all together and I really just wish that I didn't do what I did. I mean, I feel like these are all very normal things to go through, but you have to go through them to, to let go. So this is probably part of her grieving process and I would just also extend grace to that and it's a hard place for him to be in I can guarantee it because I've been in that place you know that's it's a hard place where your ex is pulling you back and forth and they're doing the yo-yo thing with you and Julie had witnessed some of this with me and it was a very hard thing you know people play mind tricks you know they they always think the grass is greener but like Brooke just said hashtag boundaries help set the boundaries but also Treat him better than she treated him. Treat him better than she treats him mm, now. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't, mm, whenever you Don't make things with, a competition. No, 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 like no. Like I, I because with that, that is like a competition mindset. Like you be you and you trust that he loves you and that he's with you because you treat him good. That's what I mean. But I'm not saying like just go do extra special things because to make women, it a comp. No, women no, no, no. will. You're taking me wrong though. But women will be like, well, does she do this? So I need to do that. No. Does she kiss him this way? Then I need to do this no, better. No, 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 no. Does not, she cook and I don't? But that's exactly how. You're taking it. I'm sure I'm not the only one taking that way. No, I'm saying. make. Don't leave him and cheat on him. Yeah, well, just make yourself aware of things that you're doing. Use this as a life lesson, you know, like, hey, I'm not going to flirt with other guys. Like, be aware. 
you know? I'm not saying even compare yourself to her. I'm saying compare yourself to the best you. That's that's the title. Be the best you. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, though, okay. I agree. I'm listening. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to move that mouse again, and you're going to see it flicker. Oh, my gosh. And I get that you want your kid, your stepkids, your potential, your future stepkids to like you. Gosh, we all do. But understand that lies get told about everyone from everyone. Forever. So you're not, this is not a special situation where, you know, we've all been there when, like, my kids have been told lies about me by their dad and their stepmom, you know. Um, I feel Eric's like kids have been told lies about him and about me by the other, by his ex and other people, and you know, yep. and even people who aren't even exes, you know, it's like we live in a small town. So, I've you know, you just really have things. to have thicker skin than that. Yeah. You know, and then when, and then you'd be honest with your kids and you can confront kids. You know, I know this is being said about me and I'd like to talk to you about it. Never, ever hesitate. I mean, it has to be age appropriate, right? But never, ever hesitate to communicate with your stepkids or encourage your fiance to communicate with his own children because kids can respect what they can understand. And if they're searching and nobody's telling them, they will believe whatever lies are put out there. And you know, you have to be, you have to be patient and you have to give it time. You can't force it. So it might take years for them to like you. That is kind of the risk you take when you enter into a blended family, unless you have that immediate connection, which does happen. And there's no guarantees, though. Right. So you kind of, you know, blended family life is hard because you're going to not have biological biological children, and that matters. It's different than having your own kids. Sorry, but it is. So don't be disheartened. Just be there. Be you. Be confident. Trust your man, and if you can't trust your man, that's a whole different conversation. But I hope really, that helps. It's a really nice sweater. Where'd you get that? My mama. I know. I was there when she gave it to you. Oh, but this I I wrote this down actually because we I've talked to a few people about like spousal jealousy. Mm, so this okay. kind of ties into like something I thought we could talk about tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of jealousy, and I think that we've talked about this on different podcasts, but. Jealousy when it comes to, well, there's two things. I guess jealousy when it comes to the ex, and then jealousy when it comes to, like, your stepkids. And I know we've talked about this before, but it keeps, this and finances actually keeps getting brought up in our support group and emails and things like that. And just, like, no matter how much we talk about it, it's always an issue for people. Yeah. So feeling... Feeling jealous of your spouse's time and attention towards other things. Okay. What do you say to that? Um, if it's an issue, bring it up with them. You know, communication. Communication's number one. Always number one, right? But how do you fix that? Communicate. <laughs> I mean, really, like it sounds so simple. Like, okay, just communicate. But really, just communicate. Be like, hey, I'm having an issue with this. Don't put it on your spouse. Don't be like, hey, you watch Hallmark TV too much, so I have a problem with this. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You play Fortnite too much. I do. And the kids love it. It's what we do. Hallmark TV and Fortnite. (laughs) I don't play nearly as much as you would think. Or do I? Every time I come home. Really? Hmm. Except for today. You are not happy today. When I got home, I was like, this might not happen tonight. I know. Way to pull it together, though. You're doing good. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. Um, communication, though. I so, I personally think that you need to communicate it and not not have it be... It needs to be constructive. It needs to not be pointing the finger like, you play Fortnite too much. You need to stop it. You're acting like a child. I hear you yelling and cussing downstairs at these children. You know, make it... Uh, maybe not even make it your own problem. Make it a problem, uh, or, or don't even make it a problem whatsoever. Make it, you know, hey, we need to talk about this because I want to spend more time with you, you know? Yeah, that sounds way better than, you play Fortnite too much. Yeah. That's you a really... party planners getting... It does matter how you approach a subject. And then I think also, 
if your spouse is bringing something up to you that is hurtful or bothering them or isn't right, I had someone write in and said, you know, something wasn't right in her blended family and she didn't know what to do. And I was like, if you can't talk to your spouse about something that's not right in your family, that's a really tough spot to be in. And hopefully you guys married well, right? You married well. <laughs> hopefully. Where you can actually have a conversation and not have it end there. Like but I if think you, if you bring a if you bring something to your spouse that is hurting you, upsetting you, or you truly feel is not right, and your spouse meets you with, oh well, or I'm gonna do this anyway, or tough, like I don't think that's a very loving response. Like there has to be some will like they're compromise, right? Like it can't just go over your spouse's head that something is hurting you. If that's the kind of person you married, I'm super sorry. But also it's too late. Like you married someone, don't just opt out. Like try to find a common ground. Yeah, but you might find you're that you're the spouse who says, oh, well, you know, and if you're that spouse, I would plead to you that maybe you could have your spouse's feelings actually matter or their opinions matter or take a look at yourself and realize that you're not perfect. I don't know. Or be willing to compromise. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It's t-shirt. Spouse's opinions matter. Yeah. But like, you know, okay. So you're, I feel like I want to spend more time with you and you're like, what do you mean? I see you all the day. And I'm like, but every night before bed, you're, I go to bed alone and you're playing Fortnite. Maybe we could go to bed together maybe two nights a week. Yeah. You know, like try to compromise, oh, compromise. where it's yeah. like not, you can't play Fortnite ever again. Uh-huh. Because if you push someone ba- back against the wall like that, then you might not like the response you get. But if you're like trying to find a I solution. Change, I wish we could change the analogy. It makes it sound like I'm a chronic <laughs> Fortnite player, like I have a problem. You do don't have a problem. You enjoy Fortnite. Like what? People yeah, enjoy but, shooting up but, cocaine. Of, <laughs> wait, do you shoot up cocaine? But, but you, you don't. It. You start it, right? You don't do <laughs> that, so that's good. Rectally. Yes. No, but you make it sound like that's like life, and it's not even close. Oh. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. No, and it's just funny. Like, I'm just, I'm laughing It was an it. example. I know. It's just a funny example. I know. I'm just laughing so. at it, though. So I think if you're dealing with spousal jealousy, either your spouse is always out with their friends or always with, you know, not spending time with you, usually because jealousy comes from a need not being met, right? So, like, I'm not getting fed emotionally or I don't have enough time with you or all your resources are going elsewhere and I feel like I'm not getting, I don't feel special, I don't feel loved. You know, that's something if your spouse comes to you and tells you that or you're noticing your spouse is like having issues because you, the thing is, is like we're human. And so humans will seek out their needs to be met. And this is where a lot of marriages go astray is because we're not having conversations. And if we are, our spouse is like very selfish and oh, well, I'm going to do this anyway. And so the other spouse is left to go find and get their needs met. And that's where people get in trouble, right? Like a little side friendship turns into flirtation, turns into whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going back to the analogy. No, you're right. Can we have pizza for dinner? <laughs> no. Anyway. I had something really good to say to that, but that was like five minutes ago, and I lost my train of thought. It'll come back. I went to pizza instead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yes. All right. Um, okay, so Brooke writes in and says, I have I haven't continued to try to build a relationship with my bonus kid's mom. I get nothing but silence. Do I still try? My nature is to ignore or be silent, LOL, and I'm talk and I'm talking about saying hi. Cards at the holidays, etc. just nice stuff, not faking it and not ignoring each other, you know, friendly. Just nice to each other. Yeah, maybe don't push it if she just wants nothing to do with you, you know. Give her that, I guess. But when you see her in person, still be you. Still be polite. Be respectful. Hey, how are you? You know, um, you know, thanks. The, just the 
just a general, what does this look for? You know, just, oh my god. No, gosh. I'm just thinking this about. This is the Julie podcast now. Eric's mic is going by. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about how uh, when, your ex, when your ex sees me, and that, that's what's making me smile. It had nothing to do with you. What happens when, I'm trying to think of the last time my ex saw you. What happens? Um, it's just funny. Uh, I think the last time or this this particular time I'm thinking about was at um, Swim Me or the pool at EG. Okay. We we got we were all we all ended up showing up at the same time and parking kind of close and getting out of the car oh, and all like walking wa- for like water polo or something. Yeah. Okay. And so that was a long time ago. Yeah, but it just it was making me smile because it's so interesting. I have both sides of this because um I've recently as I've talked, well, I haven't even we're not even still connecting, but I I may put it all all of branch out to my kids' stepmom. And so and she told me that she just wanted things kind of like you, Brooke. My kids' stepmom when when we talked, she just was like and she had told me this before, but I wasn't ready to receive it. So she had told me before, and we have a past, realize, like we aren't only connected just because my kids are, you know, she married my ex. We are connected and then have a history since before, long long before that, when actually when my ex-husband and I were married. Um, And so we we have a bit of a history, and so I really wasn't ready to have a connection with her at all um, because of some pretty horrible things that went down. And done to people I loved and to myself. And so um, I just wasn't ready. And I think that, you know, and she had, she had touched, you know, we see each other out and about and she would too be like you. Like I just, I want it not to be awkward when we're in the same space or if I see you driving, I want to be able to wave to you and you wave back. You know, she just wanted that. Like I want to be okay being in the same vicinity and in the same world like I want to be okay coexisting um and frankly I get you a bumper sticker (laughs) but I wasn't ready for that you know and so um it really but because I think that she kept I would say don't give up I would say don't be pushy but there's nothing wrong with keep planting that seed of encouragement that seed of let's just coexist I'm sorry for that saying but you know because I think that that is healthy for the kids and that was awesome that she did that because eventually you know God changed my heart and I had a realization that my kids really love her and she's not going anywhere and I'd rather have her as an ally instead of a foe and it just took me a long time. You have to let the biological mom lead, I think, but that took me a long time. It took me years to get there. So don't give up. Don't stop planting that seed, being nice, um, because hearts do change. Attitudes do change. People do come around, especially if you're just consistently okay. You're not causing problems. You're not starting drama. You're not, you know, any badness there. You just consistently even keeled. I think that eventually something may happen there. And I just speak from personal experience in that regard. Hashtag coexist. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that. It's great advice. Yeah. You might always initiate, Brooke. But then you know what? You're just not the better person. Maybe you are. Probably are. Okay, you are. But it's not about competition. You know, that is just you being you and doing the right thing and doing the kind thing. And you know, at the end of the day, you've done all you can do. And that's good enough. That's more than good enough. You know, you should be able to lay your head on the pillow at night and know that you are doing everything you can. And that should give you some peace of mind and make you feel good about yourself and what you're doing. So let that be enough, you know, and just, it might take years. Yeah. Don't overdo it. Don't be fake. Everyone sees through it. If people are being fake about it, which I don't think you are, but I'm just saying, Don't overdo it. Yeah. Everyone gets annoyed. The kids get annoyed. You'll annoy yourself. (laughs) You'll annoy your spouse. You know, just be yourself. Be polite. And that's the best you can do. That's right. Um, So somebody was saying how she was having a hard problem. A hard problem. A hard time. Um, I forget the circumstance, but basically 
Her husband was distancing himself, and she's panicking because... From her or... Yes. Okay. She's having a very hard time. There's a bunch of drama with the ex, with her mother-in-law, his mom, Mm. and her. Yeah. And so she's always nagging her husband to fix this, that she's unhappy, that she doesn't like this. He's got his ex-wife on him, nagging and upset and causing drama. She's got, and then he's got his mom (laughs) also in it. And so she was writing in because she was saying my, my husband, like my, she's noticing like her husband's not coming home from work, not wanting to be around her, distancing himself, making other plans. And she's really afraid that her marriage is coming to an end. And she even acknowledges that he's got all these women in his life to make happy and try to find peace with everyone. And I just thought, like, I never, I, I never looked at it like that before, how even this in a blended family, you, have, you are a peacemaker as a biological parent. You know, when you're a spouse and you have a husband or wife, right, when, you're, when you have a spouse and ex and parents, that shit's hard. Yeah. Tell me about it. Because <laughs> you have, right? I had never considered that as part of a blended family. Like, you have your parents in your ear. We both do. Yeah. You have your ex who's making life, can make life good or bad, yeah. hard, doing things that everyone disagrees with. And then you have your spouse who you really just want as a silent partner because the other two voices are so big and you just can't handle a third voice but then it's kind of sad because it's, your it's, spouse gets like the the short end of that stick when they should be first the one that you can't shut out without physically leaving or not coming home like what's happening so what is happening is he's able to not reply to text or emails he's able to hang up that phone he's able to get in the car and drive away from that ex or that parent he's able not to come home at night apparently too right but that's the one that you can control you can't control the ex you can't control the parent but you can control your household situation so are you making it harder on him for a reason are you making it harder on him just because you don't agree with something you know find out why he's having an issue coming home to you every night you know yeah, that's the issue you need to deal with. That's the issue you need to deal with. Don't worry about the rest of it. But you need to figure out why are him and I having issues? What is causing him to not to want to be around me? Well, he, I think I? he's, yeah. And she says, like, he just is overwhelmed, right? He's yeah. trying to please these I get, three and women. I, and I totally get that because it's not, that you want to, it's not that you want to please your ex. It's that you have to keep your ex... <laughs> I'm trying face. to find the right. If you're word listening for this. to this and not watching it, his face was like the O face, but not really. It's the R face. It's the R. It's like a pirate, you know. Oh, face. It, you need to keep your ex happy to a point because it is such a fine line walking on eggshells that everything can crumble and make life hell. Oh, for sure. So you have to keep your ex happy to a point. Yeah, and that's, you know what, as a spouse, because we, and we've both been on the receiving end of this, as a spouse, when you're watching your husband or wife placate their ex, and you're like, it is like bamboo shoots under your fingernails, because it's so annoying, and you're like, this is, we've both been there, but you kind of have to let that go. You can't let that annoyance rule anything, because it's always going to be, I just want people to accept that. Yeah. You know what? You have to. It's true. Find a way to be there. And like Julie just said, be kind of a silent partner without being completely a silent partner. Don't just turn your back on your partner and just let them deal with it 100% on their own. Just be there. Like, what can I do to help? What's, (laughs) do I need to turn off my mic again? (laughs) What? No, I'm saying you need, you kind of do need let need to let them deal with their ex. You need to trust your spouse that they are dealing with their ex. How is best 
for them. They know their they know your they know their ex-spouse better than you do. You marry them, so you must trust that there's no funny business going on. Yeah. You know, like but you kind of do need to let them handle it. To a point, but you also need to be there for them because by turning your back on them and making them deal with it all on themselves or just being completely silent about it kind of puts that guilt trip feeling on the other person. And I know this because you do this sometimes. Yeah, but why? what's there to be guilty about? It's not guilty about dealing with it. them. It's like, you. It's, un, it's unanswered questions. You're like, well, are you happy with the way I'm dealing with this? Are you happy that I'm even dealing with this? Are you mad? Oh, that, these are questions in your head that, that start, you're running yes. through because I'm and silent. Now, yes, and oh. now you're just being silent. So I'm getting the silent treatment from my wife. I'm having to keep my ex wife happy i have my parents telling me how to deal with this and not like you just don't feel content you feel like you're being pulled in so many directions and no one's happy and you feel like you are just a complete loser you're like i can't do anything right i can't keep anyone happy everyone is at me about something and it is just a terrible terrible feeling it's just overwhelming it just feels like you're being buried alive yeah yeah so be that. there, be there for him. Don't. But what's harder, you know, having a silent partner or having someone that's always like criticizing how you're dealing with it and picking it apart. And I disagree with that. Or you should have done that. Because Why do you have to have either? Why don't you find that happy medium and just be like. Because sometimes it's choosing it. the lesser of two evils, right? Yeah. But why have any evils? Like, why not just be like. People are evil in oh person my gosh. because it's personalities. Like people are curious too. Like how annoying would it be? What happens if I lose this finger? <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why? Why not just be there for your spouse? Just be there to answer questions, to help them talk through things, to just be their yes man. Just be like, okay, yeah. Like I think you're handling this great. You know, just be there for them. So is that fake? Like what if you don't think that they're handling it right? Then find a nice way to tell them. Be like, look, like, let's try this. I guess maybe this. that's it. Like, I don't understand what. I'm not saying be like a patsy and just be like, hey, yeah, you know, you're their fluffer. That's what it sounded like. So no, I'm trying don't. to understand, like, to be helpful to me and to if other people. If you've got nothing like, nice to say in a situation like that, and it, you know it's going to piss them off to all ends to say something wrong, then be quiet. But don't just turn your back and walk away and go watch a Hallmark movie, you know, and just t- completely get rid of them in the situation and make them feel like you're mad at them stay around like let them know like if you want to talk about anything if you have anything you want to bounce off me if you just want a shoulder to cry on like I'm here for you I'll do whatever it takes that's good advice yeah so that's how you engage I think so okay that's how I would that's really how I would deal with this if I were you (laughs) (laughs) oh it's the Eric show (laughs) it is Eric's blended life can't hear you anymore. <laughs> this is my show now. <laughs> Hang on, Julie's back. <laughs> oh, there's the beeps. Um, no, that's that's actually really good advice because I had no idea how to approach that. I am silent. I feel like, you know, I think I'm my mother's daughter, and this is something that drives me nuts about my own mother. Is she wants to know absolutely everything, like what color was my urine, and did it smell? But she won't tell you. <laughs> right. Hers. Right. Yeah. So I grew up like that and it's just, um, it's overwhelming. And I also have learned in previous marriages that the, you know, questioning someone and needling someone, no one likes that. And I was raised that way. So in my previous relationships that, you know, I would do that. Like, what did they say? What did they want? Let me see. Well, what do you, you know what I mean? And that like a prodding and prying. Well, just like, my God, it's exhausting having a hundred questions thrown at you. But, but especially in the midst of dealing with all of it, you can't get your, you can't get your thoughts straight. So I choose silence because I don't think that because I have all the curiosity in the world about what's going on, what's being said. Like, yes. Do I want to read every text? Yes. Am I curious about what's happening in my stepchildren's life and your life and your interaction? Yes. I want to know absolutely everything. But the other side of that is that's very annoying. That's very off-putting. And that also leads to like, why don't you just trust me? So then I've had to adopt like I just need to trust them and not 
care so much because if I go there, then it's just worse. Like it's a lesser of two evils for how I'm programmed. But now that you give me a script and I know that I just come to you and be like, how can I be there for you? You know? Yeah. Are you okay? You know, then that opens up. If you want to tell me, great. If you don't, okay. Yeah, and if you are curious and you do want to actually hear about it, let them know. You know, don't just be like, well, I don't care. Let me know if you want to, you know. I don't care. Let me know if you want to. Yeah. Don't just put it all completely on your spouse. Be a teammate, you know. Be there. Be willing to be there for whatever they need. Yeah. That's really, really good advice. Wow, thanks. I did something. (laughs) Yeah. So we talk about finances a lot. And I keep getting asked about it all the time. Not asked about it, but people reach out and saying that it's ripping their family apart or it's so hard or I'm thinking about separating finances in my marriage. And we are very open that we don't share finances. But I think it's pertinent to talk about the bad part about not sharing finances because I don't want to glorify how we do it. It's just the path of least resistance for us. Um, But I will say that stigma of like not sharing finances somehow disconnects you and it isn't right. I don't think there's a right way to do finances. I just want to kind of touch on this because people are looking for, people are seeming to search for like a correct answer. And If you're struggling with finances in your marriage, you need to talk to your spouse and come up with a compromise because it can't stay the same if you're having financial issues in your marriage or you will forever live in resentment and that will break up your marriage or make a very miserable marriage and a miserable family. So finances finances is something that you always have to compromise on. There's never going to be someone getting their way a hundred percent don't you agree like you have to compromise like if you're not happy you then let's figure it out yeah and it's about giving and taking a little bit yeah if there if there's two sides of it find a way to meet in the middle for sure yeah like maybe if you guys do share accounts and that's not working but you don't want to completely separate your finances out well then maybe you have a shared checking account and then you have, there's not, you can have as many checking accounts as you want, right? Yeah. So you or have a shared account. account and then you each have separate, like your own checking accounts. Yeah. So you have a general fund and then you have your individual funds or savings accounts or whatever, because there's, there's so many ways to do finances. And something that you can also do if you're struggling with finances is go get a financial advisor, you know, because people are so caught up in the fairness of day-to-day finances You're forgetting to look at the long-term goals of your family. You know, do you want to buy a second home? Do you want to go on a vacation? Do you want to buy a boat? Do you want to buy your first home as a blended family? Do you have kids you need to send off to college and you have no idea how that's going to happen? Does somebody need a surgery? Do you need to start saving for somebody who might need a surgery someday? Do you even trust the doctor giving you surgery? (laughs) Did he go to school for it or is this life experience? Yeah. I've cut open a squirrel a thousand times in the backyard. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. But I'm just saying, too, is like if you guys can't figure it out, go get a financial advisor. Figure out your long-term. You can figure out your your long-term goals together as a couple for your family, financially anyway, and go figure out what's the best way to get there. And when you have Somebody who can kind of give you advice if you guys are lost and can't come. This is what therapy is too, right? You can't come to a, a conclusion or a, a outcome. Then you get somebody who gives a different perspective or a different idea. And even if you don't adapt or adopt their idea, it can open your eyes to different possibilities that you guys might be able to well, it's talk also, about. Yeah, it's also like a referee without being a referee. It kind of... <clears throat> Someone who's not on one side or the other. Yeah. You know, and kind of, you know, like, hey, you're being unrealistic about this. Yeah. You know, but be open to options. Be open to um, 
trying new things, you know, as far as money situation or, yeah, you know. And every family looks very different. So, you you know, you really have to tailor it to your family's needs and to your income. You know, are you a single income family? Are you both earning your own incomes and careers? Um, so much plays into it. And just because we do it a certain way, you know, no, that's not perfect either. It does disconnect us on a lot of levels. On the other side, we don't really fight about money. I don't yeah. know. You know, so for now it works for us, but we've been very open that if it stops working for us, we are open to changing it. Yeah. Later. Yeah. So, um, but before, <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. Making uh, buttons light up. Before we go. Okay. Do you want to talk about what we started to talk about last podcast? <laughs> Can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> what did we start talking about? So I need, I just want to put it out there again. And we've already had someone email us, and so that's awesome. And we're probably going to go with that. But I, yeah, the website's going, our website. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Theblendedlife.net. Go there, check it out. The blog's on there. Um, We are going to start featuring one blended family per month on our website. And you'll be able to put your social media information down, your email information down um, if you get featured and so people can connect with you and see your family and follow your family and you guys can start making connections amongst each other. Um, So we are going to be asking for, I'll be sending, I need to post this on social media because we need to get our January family up, but you need to be willing to submit about four to six pictures of your family Um, And you need to be willing to be open about your family and answer a handful of questions that we will send to you. Nothing too intrusive. (laughs) Or, I mean, they could be, you can, you can answer them the way that you want. Julie might be extremely intrusive. Probably will be very intrusive. How she didn't say no. (laughs) Well, it's not helpful. Like I'm, you know, surface is great, but it's not helpful. Yeah. You know, I I mean, like I want to, like... I would be interested in whatever religion, let's say, that you practice in your family, how your faith has impacted your blended family, how it's helped, how it's hindered, what role has your faith, whatever that is, played in blending your family. I think that's interesting. I think uh, there's many different cultures and, you know, blended families look very differently. Um, and so things like that, like, you know, how did your kids first interact? Like, did you guys, what did you do for the first meeting of the kids? What did that look like? How did your spouse meet? Of course that we're going to ask you about your blended family. Tell us about yourself. How did you meet? How did your kids meet? Things like that. Um, what are your successes? What are your failures? Words of encouragement to the family that's reading this right now. Because it's hard, right? So what are your words of encouragement? So if you're interested in opening your lives up to us and to everyone else, we would love to feature you on our website. And um, hopefully we just keep this going forever. We might be able to turn this into a little video thing too. And do like video profiles. That would be awesome. I have some ideas how to do that. Give us a thumbs up if you think we could do video profiles. I'm going to go ahead and press this button again. Your favorite one. (laughs) She yeah. just wants to keep talking. I don't know. I have some Fortnite to play, okay? And I'm sure oh. that there's a... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm but sure. that is a big goal for 2020. That's a great goal. I like yeah, it. Yeah, for our Blended Life website. Yeah. So email us at theblendedlife at yahoo.com. I believe you can find us on social <laughs> really? media. I don't know. We've got tons of emails. <laughs> uh, blended Life. Yeah. On the gram, on the Facebook, the likes, the thumbs up. We always appreciate those. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. The subscriptions. And then you can always hit the bell or the notification button, and it'll let you know when we're on live, and you can interact with us. And we love that, as you can see in this episode. We got to talk with some yeah, thanks, listeners. Brooke, and thanks, Chantel. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. And we look forward to meeting with all of you and hearing from all of you. <laughs> We're going to meet with everyone? On on our social media. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we are The Blended Life. <laughs> I'm going to go play Fortnite. <laughs> I'm going to go watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> or The Party Planner. Yeah. That falls in love. Mm, one Kiss Wonders. Over Christmas. Bye, you guys.
Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.